Welcome to It's About Him Ministries with Denise Robinson. It is my desire that you would be encouraged and inspired by this broadcast and that you would trust Jesus no matter what and believe him for the impossible. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This morning, I had the privilege of doing a 10-minute offertorial talk before the tithes and offering was collected at our church. And I would like to share some of those truths with you today. Our money matters to God. According to Google, the Bible offers 500 verses on prayer, fewer than 500 verses on faith, and more than 2,000 verses on money. In fact, 15% of everything Jesus ever taught was on the topic of money and possessions, more than his teachings on heaven and hell combined. I want to share four biblical principles of money management by Ron Blue from his book, Master Your Money. Keep this in mind as I talk about tithes and offerings. Here are four biblical principles by Ronald Blue. Number one, God owns it all. Number two, we are in a growth process. Number three, the amount of money, I'm sorry, the amount is not important. And number four, faith takes action. And looking at these four principles, the background text will come from Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. Although this parable is dealing with Jesus' return, it summarizes much of what the Bible says about money and money management. God owns it all. Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 in the New International Version. Again, It will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. Now, very few Christians would argue with the principle that God owns it all. And yet, if we follow that principle to its natural conclusion, there are three revolutionary implications. Now, all these are according to Ronald Blue. So I'm quoting a lot of what he's saying. I'm giving him credit. I'm not taking credit for this. I want to give credit where credit is due. The first implication is that God has the right to whatever he wants, whenever he wants it. It is all his because as an owner has rights, I as a steward have only responsibilities. I may receive some benefits while maintaining my responsibilities, but the owner retains ownership. For example, my youngest daughter needed a vehicle to drive um, out of state for her internship this summer. So my husband and I, we entrusted our car to her for the summer. We had the title deed. We owned the car. There was never any question about we could, you know, whether we could take the car at any time for any reason. She had responsibilities, but we maintain all of the rights. We as the owners gave her a great benefit by entrusting her with the car's use. And she returned that benefit with responsible use and care of the car. In that same way, every single possession that we have comes from someone else. And that person is God. We literally possess much, but absolutely own nothing. God benefits 
us by sharing his property with us, we have a responsibility to him to use it in a way that blesses and glorifies him. The second implication of God owning it all is that not only is my decision a spiritual decision, my giving decision is a spiritual decision, but every spending decision is a spiritual decision. There is nothing more spiritual about giving to your church than buying a car, taking a vacation, buying food, paying off debt, paying taxes, and so forth. These are all responsible uses of his resources, God's resources. He owns all that we that I have. He doesn't say I must use it in a certain way. Like for example, offering, or he doesn't say I must use it the same way each time. He gives us resources to provide for us, to benefit us and to reach the world for Christ. Now here, the Bible reveals many specific guidelines on how to use God's property. As we are stewards, we have a great deal of responsibility to the owner. And someday we're going to be held accountable for how we use his property. Now, the third implication that God owns it all is that you can't fake stewardship. Now, I like this about Ron Blue. He said that your checkbook reveals all that you really believe about stewardship, meaning your lifestyle can be written from your checkbook. It reflects your goals, priorities, convictions, relationships, and even the use of your time. A person who has been a Christian for even a short time can fake prayer, Bible study, evangelism, and going to church, but he can't fake what his checkbook reveals. So think about that. The next point, we are in a growth process. Matthew 25 verse 21 says, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Now this whole parable, it emphasized that our time here on earth is temporary and it's to be used to serve the Lord. But here it lets us know that God uses money and material possessions um, to show us, to develop us, to show us how to grow in the process of being a Christian. You know, these things are used as a tool or a test or a testimony, according to Ronald Blue. In Philippians 4, verses 11 through 12, it says, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know that what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Now, this is Paul speaking. He's letting us know that he has learned to be content no matter what state he's in, whether he has a little or whether he has much. And that's the same attitude we need to have. Praise God. We need to bless God and know that, you know, money can be a tool, but also it can be a test. According to Luke 16, verse 11 through 12, it says, so if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? So that's the test right there. Are we good stewards of what God has blessed us with? Are we good stewards? 
with someone else's property? Are we taking good care of that as well? So think about that. We need to look at how we're doing these things. We want to give God honor, praise God. And this goes to our testimony, our um, our attitude about being a Christian. That should be a testimony for others to see. How are we handling what God has blessed us with? Are we being good stewards? You know, many of us may have failed God in the way of our money. And so if that's the case, just repent. Ask God to forgive you, confess it, receive his mercy and move on. This is part of the growth process. Praise God. And the other thing, the other point, the amount is not important. Let's go to Matthew 25, 23. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few and I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Sounds like a repeat, doesn't it? Of verse 21. It is. So it lets us know the same words was given to both slaves, the one that had five talents and the one that was given two talents. So the amount was not, was unimportant. What was important was how they handle what they were given by their master. So that's very important for us. And I'm going to quote this um, from um, Blue here. It says, whatever God chooses to entrust you with, hold it with an open hand, allowing him to entrust you with more if he chooses or allowing him to take whatever he wants. It is all his. This is the attitude he wants. He wants us to develop. And whatever we have, whether little or much, our attitude should remain the same. And that is crucial. We should be content whether we have little. We should be content whether we have much. And that determines our attitude. Praise God. And finally, Faith requires action. And I'm going to read Matthew chapter 25, verses 24 through 30. And it says, then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and I went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant, you. So you knew that I harvest where I not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents for whoever has will be given more and will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken away from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now the wicked servant knew better, but he did nothing. Many of us, we know what we ought to do, but we disobey or delay. And according to Ronald Blue, delay is to disobey. So we want to make sure that we are putting our faith into action. Praise God. 
It is very important that we be obedient and do what God tell us to do. We don't want to be like that wicked serpent and, you know, and hide it. We want to use our gift unto him. Praise God. And why? Why did God, I mean, why did the master give the the servant who had the five talents another one? Well, we don't know the answer why. You know, we don't know if he could handle more or whatever the situation is. But, you know, it really doesn't matter. What matters is what you do with what you're given. And that's the key here. And I just want to say, emphasize that again, even when it comes to our tithes and offering, you know, let's not make excuses. Let us remember that God owns it all. We want to grow as Christians. We want to have that testimony that our, that we're good stewards and what we're doing with what God has blessed us with the possessions that he has given us, that we are using it to the best of our ability through him. And we're giving him honor through it. Praise God. And so we want to make sure that whatever God gives us, you know, remember God is the maker of the rich and the poor. So whatever he gives us, let us make sure that we do our part, praise God, by being faithful and obedient servants unto God with our finances. We want to hear the master say, well done, good and faithful servant. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for being our source. Everything we have is because of your goodness. All that we have belongs to you. You own it all. Help us to be good stewards of your possessions. Help us to be godly testimonies unto you with our finances. Help us to be ready to give and to distribute as you desire. Help us to put our faith into action. We desire to hear you say, Well done, good and faithful servant. We pray this in your holy son, Jesus name. Amen. I would like to hear from you. Feel free to send me an email. It's about him ministries at gmail.com or give me a call. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him. Jesus. I trust you were blessed by this broadcast. I would like to hear from you. You can send your praise report or your prayer request to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. If you would like to partner with this ministry, you can send your contributions to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com by way of PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. We're coming for the